Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to the Satsung Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have the founder of Conscious Alliance, Justin Levy. Um, did I say that right? Um, I'm the executive director, and okay. it's uh, Justin Levy. Levy. All right. Yep. Well, I'm super excited to, to, to talk to Justin. I have been hip to Conscious Alliance for ever, like some of my earliest moment or memories going to, to shows um, involved Conscious Alliance. So I'm excited to, uh, to learn more about how it started, why it started, um, and what you guys are up to. This podcast and every episode of the Satsung Podcast is brought to you by Onnit. If you go to onnit.com, you use code Satsung, you're going to get a discount. Um, as always, I recommend the Total Human Package, um, so you can avoid staring at a bunch of different supplements and wondering what you should take. You let Onnit do all of that for you. You take a day pack, night pack, optimize your shit, onnit.com. Justin, welcome to the Satsung Podcast, man. How are you today? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. And I'm excited, you know, Matt had this cool idea. Um, Matt always has cool ideas, but he really outdid himself this time. So, you know, typically what happens when a band is releasing a record is we all do the exact same thing. We hire someone to reach out to a bunch of publications and hopefully 7% of those publications, uh, you know, write a three sentence blurb about your single. Um, and there's no way to quantify how many people even saw that and were like, okay, well, yeah, maybe I'll check that out. Um, I have a long history um, of working with nonprofits and charities. And so Matt had this idea of like, why don't you pick your favorite three nonprofits and we'll see if they would want to pair to release the singles. And the reason that I picked you guys is I think as far as pairing music um, with activism, you guys have been at the forefront of that for, for so long. You know, I remember going to cheese shows, holy shit, man, like 2006, maybe even, you know, and there was these can drives where if you brought X amount of canned food, you would get a super dope poster. Um, and I remember us going to like, this was before social media, you know, see, so you wouldn't even know what the poster was going to be, but we knew it would be dope. And so we would all go to the grocery store, you know, and each spend $10 on canned food so we could get the Conscious Alliance poster. Um, so tell me a little bit about, about how it started and what kind of the concept behind it was. Yeah, the beginning of Conscious Alliance was really simple. It was, let's encourage um, people going to a concert to engage in activism and give back to the local community. So we tried it out and um, we teamed up with the artist Michael Everett to create a um, poster that at that time in 2002, so 20 years ago, we printed at Kinko's. We brought it to the String Cheese Incident concert and folks who brought 10 cans of food or a suggested monetary donation got that poster. Um, that first food drive brought in uh, 4,000 pounds of food. The next one brought in 8,000 pounds of food. Um, our two founders, the Baker brothers, drove that food to Pine Ridge Reservation um, and asked if anybody knew the elder um, and the Hand family. And at the one gas station in the middle of town, they got pointed to uh, this home. And they sat at a table and um, 
dropped off the food and said, you know, how can we support? And they said, if, uh, if, if you want to help us, um, help bring healthy food to our people. And that, um, combination of that experience and, and the string cheese incident and Madison house were really the, um, deciding factor on, on conscious Alliance, um, existing. Yeah. It's so crazy of all of the places. Um, so I went to school for native American studies and have been to Pine Ridge reservation. And it is, um, it's a really eye-opening experience. Um, it's a third world country, um, right here inside of America. And I, and I think there's a lot of reservations that are that way, but Pine Ridge is kind of different in the way that it is, um, kind of so desolate and so removed and, um, and so poor. What, what were the, why did Pine Ridge come up? Because honestly, even as a, um, you know, I grew up in section eight housing. I grew up in the hood and Pine Ridge was scary to me. Um, yeah, Pine Ridge came up um, for a very similar reason to your story. Uh, Justin Baker was a religious studies major at CU, um, was learning about Pine Ridge, and and somebody handed him a book written by um, Floyd Hand and the Hand family. And so he had a P.O. box on Pine Ridge and decided to uh, drive it up there. Pine Ridge is um, roughly about six hours away from our national distribution center in Colorado. It's um, the home to 40,000 Oglala Lakota. It's the same size as the state of Connecticut, but there's only one full service grocery store. So um, that's, that was really, really the beginning. And um, actually just talking with uh, Jeremy Stein of Madison House the other day, he was reminiscing on how that the first food we ever collected uh, was stored in his office for a few days before we headed up. And, uh, you know, the the band said, hey, we want this to happen at every show. And management was smart enough to say, let's not um, just make this a string cheese incident thing. Let's introduce them to other folks in the music industry. And so we went on the road with STS9. We went on the road with the dead. Uh, you know, you and I have done a ton of work together and it just continues to grow. And uh, we're we're in the middle of celebrating our 20th year with a hundred bands and a hundred poster artists and approaching 10 million meals served. Yeah, it's it's so crazy because I yeah, like I said, I was like, shit, do I is that real? Was that really like fucking 2006? It's like, yeah, no, that was that was real, you know, like um yeah, and yeah, I just I just have so many memories of that being such a cool thing. And I think what made Conscious Alliance so cool is it kind of um, tri maybe tricked isn't the word, but like it was cool to get the conscious Alliance poster. So I think there was so many people that it was um, less about them realizing what it was they were actually helping and doing and more about getting that dope poster. And there was a, when I was looking at your website, there's a stat on there that kind of blew me away. I, do, I, I work with a group called unlikely heroes that, um, that fights sex trafficking and rescues people from sex trafficking. And I'm always amazed at, at data. And um, the, the thing that I saw on your website is one in six kids in the United States, the most developed country in the world, um, struggle with hunger. And yeah, I think, it, I, yeah, go ahead. Cause that, that is just such a staggering just, number. It's, um, 
it's too much, right? Um, we know that there is enough food in the United States to feed everybody. We know that there's enough quality food in the United States to feed everybody. And um, truly there is a food waste issue. Um, what really kind of brought Conscious Alliance to another level was um, when we realized that we had a lot of trucking and logistics experience from going on the road with bands, right? We knew all these hunger heroes in, in cities and, and towns across the country, folks that are fighting hunger every single day in their community. And we came to understand that grocery stores won't buy non-perishable products within around 90 days of their shelf life. So these products are still good for 90 days. They might be good for a year after that, but it's really about brand vanity, you know, and, and grocery stores not, not wanting to sell the best of the best, but the food quality is still there. The nutrition is still there. So um, many years ago, we took all our touring and logistics experience and started teaming up with brands to pull food out of their warehouses around the country and get it to kids and families in need. And um, in addition to working with 100 bands and musicians, we're now working with 65 plus natural food companies um, to make sure that their food doesn't wind up in the landfill and that instead it's going to kiddos and families who need nourishment. Yeah, that's so that's such a such a solid point. And it's something that I've always kind of tripped out on is, you know, I had met I met some kids in Southern Oregon um, that were living in a camper and had a charcoal grill. And three times a week, they would pop behind the health food store and go through their dumpster. And they're like, oh, yeah, I mean, eggs, meat cheese like yeah you name it dude we're (laughs) we're fucking living good we eat three meals a day vegetables like all of it and it's um yeah that's always just been such a such a wild thing and it's um to think about that it's not um it's not a supply issue it's just a, a distribution issue and like you said a vanity issue I think that's a good way to say it um you know another thing that I know you guys are doing which I think is is so so cool there's a there's a, our food bank here is called Beartooth Cupboards and they do a couple different things. One, they run a couple community gardens um, in the spring and summer. And then there's so many hunters in the area that a lot of times you might, you know, if I harvest a deer, I might not want all of the ground so we can take it there. Yeah. And it's just this thing of like, okay, well, I want this deer to sit in my fridge for two years until I throw it out or do want people to eat it. Um, Tell me about the the community gardens that you guys have set up, because I think that is super cool. Yeah, um, around 2012, um, we teamed up with some local organizations to put in uh, learning gar- one learning garden on uh, Pine Ridge School. So um, there's roughly around 15 schools on, on the reservation, and we started working with Pine Ridge School to do this um, elevated learning garden. Uh, super fun in the sense that like the shape of the garden is fun and playful and engaging. Um, also um, great for being able to uh, pull up a wheelchair next to it and, and garden. Um, all these are really, really amazing benefits and, and no pun intended. It really planted the seed to uh, continue gardening at the school. 
So from there, um, staff and faculty have uh, created other raised bed gardens. Um, they've plowed the land and started growing vegetables. They've um, also gotten a USDA greenhouse on the property. And then we took it and said, hey, what, what kiddos are really enjoying gardening at school? And we created a family garden program uh, with the elders on the reservation where kiddos could get a raised bed garden at home. And now the young ones are the trainers and the leaders and the teachers um, reminding and re-remembering, you know, with their families that that gardening um, is a tool, right? And so it's been really exciting to um, truly watch that grow and expand. And um, just uh, last month, we finished construction on a wallopini on Pine Ridge at our um, distribution center there. We have a, a food sovereignty and youth empowerment center on Pine Ridge. And so we built a wallopini, which is a half underground greenhouse, which extends the growing season um, tremendously. So um, that construction just got done and we're excited to take the next step and, and start growing. Oh, that's so cool. I, th I think too, um, you know, some friends of mine um, had a, still have a very large urban garden in Chicago. Um, and the thing that she always said that was amazing is how, how people in these underserved areas, um, they're like their knowledge of, of so many vegetables in that process is so low because those vegetables aren't available to them at their grocery store. So like they had never seen kale before. They'd never seen turnips before. There was like, you know, no, we have bags of carrots, we have apples, you know, like this, the, the standard stuff. And I, and like you're saying, I think with anyone, once they get involved, um, just with that process and the, the superpower of realizing like, Whoa, I can grow food. Um, and yeah, you know, the Pine Ridge weather is, is, uh, is similar to where I live in Southwest Montana. Um, that's so cool that you guys are, what is that called again? The, the half underground? Yeah. It's called the Wallapini. Wallapini. Yeah. There's, um, there's a woman here that had, that had built one. And I remember going, going in there in late fall and, you know, yeah, it was 75 degrees and humid. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty rad. Yeah. Um, so who are you guys, you know, I know it's, it's festival season. So I would imagine that's kind of um, a busy time for you guys. What do you guys work on this summer? Absolutely. Great question. Um, we have the team at electric forest festival with Madison house um, this week, which um, is a really special place to us. Uh, Dolores price, the owner of the property there was our hero of the year a few years back. And we've been doing work with her for 12 years. So I head out tomorrow um, to go see her. We've got widespread panic at Red Rocks. We actually just launched um, with Jack Johnson yesterday. So we're going to be virtually on his uh, entire 2022 uh, tour where folks can pick up a poster um, by contributing to the virtual food drive um, for the rest of the year, basically through October. And we're going to be working with uh, hunger relief agencies all across the country with Jack Johnson. So that's super exciting. We've got um, a couple different brands kicking off uh, 
the food drives with uh, the string cheese incident at Red Rocks with a thirty thousand uh, dollar donation and thirty thousand pounds of food. Um, we also just did a project for pre-disaster relief in New Orleans. So getting organizations ready for uh, not if, but when uh, New Orleans experiences a disaster and um, the revivalists stepped up and are funding the trucking. So uh, to get all that product to New Orleans, their home. And so it's been, it's this really amazing um, opportunity for us to further bring uh, bands, brands, and artists together to have a greater impact. And, um, you know, it doesn't go over my head that this started with uh, young folks our age at, at the time, you know, um, dropping off cans at a concert. And that's still really the driving force behind who Conscious Alliance is today and our Art That Feeds program. But leveraging the support of the bands, the artists, the brands, um, it's really special. And um, again, we're about to cross that 10 million meals served, which is a huge milestone um, and a testament to our staff and, and folks who, you know, put their heart and soul into Conscious Alliance and really make it that a Conscious Alliance, right? It's none of us individually, it's all of us collectively. And um, I really appreciate the opportunity to share our story and um, thank you for elevating our voice by doing this program with us. Yeah, no, it's, it's such an honor, man. And, um, you know, for me, like I said, it's such a, a full circle thing of, of growing up, seeing you guys at shows and then, and then getting to work with you. And I think there's so many bands um, that want to help and don't really know. So organizations like you guys are, are just so important where you go, well, we know exactly how to help and we're going to tell you exactly what to do. Like all you have to do is play the show and then you're just going to, your fans will, your fans will know, you know, they will see us and they'll see the partnership and, and we'll take care of all that. And, you know, as I'm sure you've been around touring musicians, you know, it's such, um, uh, it's hectic, you know, it's hectic out on the road. So to pair with an organization that, you know, for lack of a better vernacular just has their shit together so much that they're like, yeah, no, the infrastructure is here. This is what we're going to do, you know, and it, it's just been so easy to work with you guys, which, you yeah, know, thank you. Yeah. So it's, so it's, it's, it's just a no brainer and it's cool to hear, um, you know, especially bands that are doing really, really well. Um, you know, a band like the revivalists, like being able to be like, yeah, well, we want to help and we're going to step up and, you know, Jack Johnson, um, my wife, early in our relationship, she took our oldest son and they went to Phoenix to a Jack Johnson show. And they were, they were blown away at the, it was like a mini festival setup. He had all of these different nonprofits there. Um, and half of them were local. Um, there was all this information all over how it was a zero emission show because of the requirements he has to play a show. So he, he does these tours that are like carbon neutral and it's, and I think there's just so many, artists that that don't know that there's pathways to do this better you know and and it's about alliances right he mm -hmm. teams up with like you said local organizations his foundation helps fund those organizations so that um it's not a resource drain on the organization to show up at the show i think um the way that jack takes his music and um 
create not only the good, the good feeling from the music, but as you were saying, all these other opportunities for education and for impact uh, through his tours and and really through every action that he takes and choice that he makes. Um, he's he's done a really, really wonderful job. And and I believe there's somebody to look up to in that realm of of touring and and giving back. Right. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, absolutely the dream is to be able to be in a place where you can um, make make that sort of impact. You know, I mean, we're, we're doing well, um, definitely better than we ever have. And, and every tour I try to pick, you know, at least two organizations that I that I am really loving and um, in our merch booth, but kind of becomes a shrine for those organizations um, and how people can get involved. And especially with technology now, it's like, oh yeah, here's the thing. You don't even have to take it. Just fucking scan the QR code and then you can read about it next time you're on the toilet and you'll, you know, you can find yeah. out how to help. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think it's important to remember that that no action is too small, right? For Conscious Alliance, every dollar donated provides two meals. So as as you all are on the road, as you're adding 50 cents or a dollar per ticket, right? You're able to create thousands of meals through a tour. Um, Big Gigantics for show was a conscious alliance benefit in Boulder, Colorado for maybe a hundred people, right? And a few years ago, we went to them with a dream of opening a national distribution center and they really bought into it and helped us kick off our building fund with a $75,000 donation from a dollar per ticket and a show at Ophelia's. And, and that really solidified the dream. And last February, we opened the doors to an almost 11,000 square foot building, warehouse, um, offices where semi-trucks come in and out daily. And so, you know, Jeremy and Dom went from volunteering at Bonnaroo and, and supporting us and throwing a, like I said, 50 to hundred person show for their first time ever to, to really sticking with us. Right. And, and I would say that of the string cheese incident and STS nine and Umphreys McGee and, you know, Trevor Hall being such an advocate, um, not only helping us raise funds, but actually providing outlets for us to, hand out food and and feed people directly with him i mean we're open to all of it and it's all about being a conscious alliance together yeah i love that i love that so much yeah trevor's trevor's one of my best buds and he's he's another another guy that as long as i've known him he's had his hand in in helping you know he has a, he has an ashram um that that he's constantly putting into and I don't remember the last time he did a release or something like that that wasn't targeted at some sort of fundraising for some, for something that mattered. And I think like you're saying too, is it's like, I think those statistics are really important when you can tell someone like, yeah, no, man, if you buy this $10 poster, that's 20 meals, you know, like, cause I think people often, um, when thinking of, well, what can I do? What can I do? They get kind of frozen. And like I said, you know, conscious Alliance is really, been such a great example of like, well, it doesn't take that much. You know, you can do what me and my little Spunion friends used to do and be like, okay, let's hit the grocery store on the way there and we'll bring a bunch of food so we can get our posters, you know? It, it makes a difference. And, and to your earlier point, 
sometimes folks don't know the bigger impact that they're having. They're going to grab a poster, right? That's the intention. But I've heard over and over um, during my 18 years here, folks get one poster, they get two, they get three. And all of a sudden they go on the website and they're like, whoa, this is not that the organization is bigger than they expected, but the impact, the collective impact and who's involved is bigger. And then they become a member with a monthly donation of $20 a month. And then they get their first career job or they become a touring musician or, you know, and so um, this has become not just something we all did when we were 18, but an organization that we can all grow with. And as we all uh, grow and evolve as humans, like so does Conscious Alliance and our impact gets bigger and our environmental impact in a positive way gets bigger. And, you know, um, I'll never put a ceiling on what we can do next together. Yeah, I think that's important, you know, and the, the human power aspect is so huge because I think that there is, you know, one thing, um, you know, going back to Jack is I think that there's a lot of people um, in Conscious Alliance was kind of the same way, right? Of like, well, I want to go to this show. And it's like, cool, dude. Well, if you promise to hang out at this booth for two hours before the show and two hours after the show, you can watch the show for free. And it becomes this cool thing of like, oh, cool. I'm going to get to see a show. I'm going to help out. Um, and the community, you know, of the thing that I've found is once you start getting involved with, with different organizations that are helping, there's like this cool network of world changers, you know, or like some of the people that I know, people like yourself, the people at Unlikely Heroes, like, I think it's easy for the modern human to, um, to see the kind of disarray and see the the shitty news cycle and just think this world is is this dark um yeah this dark place where nothing good is happening and and so much uh, of my process um you know and retaining hope and positivity is like no dude i know people that are literally saving lives on a daily basis like there are beautiful people doing beautiful things and i think to me that is um that's the self-serving part of activism is that there's this like this slow drip of optimism of like, no, dude, there, there are people doing amazing things all of the time. Yeah. The work that I do is, is not selfless, right? I am, I know that I am absolutely uh, getting something out of it, which is exactly what you're saying. Um, being surrounded by change makers, you know, I think, um, I think it's safe to say we all have a hard time sometimes and life is challenging and we have the best community ever surrounded by folks that um, we will lift up and who will lift up us in our time of need. And um, I couldn't ask for anything more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's just, it is the, like, I think, I think, yeah, I think when you're surrounded by those people, it changes your whole inside out. It changes your entire scope on it, on everything. And it, and it makes it pretty hard, uh, you know, to, to not be a happy person when you're surrounded by people that are motivated and, and, um, and activated. Um, yeah. How did you, how did the Jack Johnson thing come to be? Cause that is huge, huge, you know, that is, that's massive. Um, it, came to be through a lot of conversations and 
um, creativity and openness from um, their team, from our team. You know, we um, they reached out to um, team up in in Denver when Jack comes to Fiddlers, and we started uh, talking about other opportunities and and the growth of Conscious Alliance over the years since we first started working with Jack, which I think was probably around 2006 as well. Um, and through really um, creative conversations and, and willingness to um, kind of push boundaries and push borders, we, um, we made it happen. And, and it's a really exciting thing. Um, we teamed up with the wonderful folks at Wooden Wave, um, local artists out of Hawaii to create the poster. And it's just this, it's this really special this is really special thing. Um, I was reflecting on it yesterday as we announced, and I was like, this is big, right? This is an amazing opportunity to have an impact with uh, local hunger relief organizations um, across the country for multiple months. And again, it really came from openness to explore conversation and um, explore different ideas and, and not just keep ideas in a box. Right. And yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. I think what's really cool too, is that um, there's just so, so many different ways to do it. You know, like you said, there's the like, okay, well, we'll donate a dollar a ticket. There's the posters, there's the just signing up volunteers, you know, especially like when we play in the front range, I'm like, that's something I'm so, so down with. It's just like, yo man, you want to meet some cool people doing cool shit. Like, it's the best way you can do it, you know? Um, yeah, I'm super excited um, to work with you guys and continue to work with you guys. You guys have been such huge supporters of us um, pretty much from the beginning, you know? Um, and yeah, my, my head is just flooded with ideas right now. It's just like, oh man, there's so much little stuff that we could do, especially on a tour. You know, it's like so rare as for... <clears throat> you know, for a nonprofit or a charity organization to, to be, you know, how do we get access to 400 people every day in a, in a bunch of different cities? It's like, well, there's not many, there's not many jobs where that's available, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, part of this is uh, you and I sitting here today and having this wonderful conversation. It's like just the re-beginning of, of what's possible. Uh, between all of us. So let's keep the conversation going. Let's throw out ideas. Let's team up and um, going back to the really simple idea that no action's too small. So um, let's do it all. Yeah. I'm excited to, um, to put our heads together. Um, the tour, I guess, doesn't start in Denver, but that's when we get on the bus. So I think in my head, I'm like, that's where the tour starts is because we have to take the van to Salt Lake, but um, we're playing um, the ballroom the Cervantes Masterpiece Ballroom, which is um, quite a leap for us. We sold out the Bluebird in 2019, right before COVID happened. Um, so I'd love to, you know, we have so much time before then. It's not until September. So I'd love to just think of um, of something super cool and, and, and creative that we, that we could do there together. Um, I know Matt's going to fly out for that show too, so... Wonderful. Yeah. Let's kick off hunger action month with you all at Cervantes. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for chatting with me and telling, telling us all, um, yeah, what you guys do, where can people get more information and just, yeah, kind of tell us where people can stay in touch. 
Yeah, you can look through our um, gallery of over a thousand uh, concert posters at consciousalliance.org. Participate in a um, in-person food drive at your next favorite concert or uh, jump on and participate virtually at consciousalliance.org as well. Awesome. Justin, thank you so much, dude. I look forward to um, to chatting with you and making some plans to do uh, to do some stuff this fall and maybe we could figure out something to do for the whole tour. So, so grateful for you, man, and, and so proud of you and the work that you do. Also, my bass player, Carl, I know you guys went to high school together. Um, yeah, we went to grade school and high school together. Yeah, that's so crazy, man. He was yeah. I was t- I was telling him who I had on the podcast this morning. And I always forget that until we bump into you. And then I always remember yes. it. It's, it's so crazy, man. Well, yeah. he, he sends his love. And uh, yeah, man, we're Thank excited you. to see you. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you. Take good care. Yeah, you too, brother.